Hello, dear listener. It's time for another episode of Re-Educating Dad. I'm Big Tone, and I am the Re-Educating Dad. And here's my darling daughter and co-host of this cross-generational talk show, who thinks she's the one that's the that's actually doing the re-educating of Dad. Hello, Little Tone. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm also great, thank you. Great. And you've come up with probably this week my favourite topic that I like to talk about, uh, because I think you're thinking of getting an electric car. Is that right? I'm, I'm not thinking. It's coming in a week. It's really coming in a week. That's so exciting. That's the response I wanted from you when I told you about it. Well, I didn't quite realise that you were actually getting it in a week's time. That's brilliant yeah, news. So- we are, um, we are, uh, Tom and I both have a, a leased car and, um, well, my father-in-law has two leased cars, one of the original smart cars that only have the two seats in and a 4-4, which basically is just a smart car with four seats, which Tom and I have. And um, it's getting to the point where we could look at upgrading um, and staying with them for four years, uh, or we would potentially hand the cars back, but then we'd have to pay quite a lot of money because... I've damaged the top of the car. Well, I didn't damage it. Something fell on the top of the car, like a nut or something, and has caused a crack. And that would cost us like four grand. So anyway, wow. not only are we getting out of paying the four grand, but we're also just putting both cars in and getting one electric smart car, which is really exciting. An electric smart car. So presumably that is made by Mercedes, is it? Sure is. Okay. So what made you decide because i think this is going to be very interesting for people because as we get closer and closer to the time when the sale of new fossil vehicles fossil burning vehicles is no longer allowed people a lot of people are uh, making you know have realizing that they have to uh, think about getting an electric car so what was it what what was the thing that made you make this decision well, for, for starters, that it's an option because, sorry, um, from my point of view, um, they've not made electric cars very affordable at all um, or, you know, accessible for uh, people that are on smaller salaries, I'd say, salaries that are under sort of like 30k a year. And, um, and so the fact that it was an option was great. Um, apparently, there's a huge market at the moment for secondhand petrol cars. Um, which is strange. Um, and it just so happened that the Mercedes-Benz said that they, those, our cars would get snapped up really quickly um, and they actually don't have access to enough cars at the moment. I don't know if that's to do with Brexit or something because I think Mercedes-Benz are a German company, aren't they? Yeah. I think it's, I think it, I tell you what I think it's to do with, because you, as you know, I recently sold an electric car for £6,000 more than I paid for it. Brand new one. I've never... I've never got more for a car before than I paid for it. But to buy one and within a few weeks to be able to sell it for £6,000 more than I paid for it was amazing. And I've never encountered that before. But I think what's happening is there's an electric chip shortage, a chip shortage. And that's that's it. That's it. Yeah, a massive global problem. So people can't actually buy new cars or they can't get them delivered quickly. Um, yeah. And uh, so there, there's been a surge in people buying used ones because they obviously they're already built and have chips in them. So I think that's the reason. Yeah. For so it. that 
that's exactly it so with our smart cars um when we got them the, the, the you know whenever it was three years ago they do have microchips in them mm. but they almost look like sd cards and yeah. sometimes i would accidentally press it and it would pop out and then my map would disappear which was really irritating and then when you press it back in because you click it back in i had to wait for it to load so it was actually in a very inconvenient place because I was constantly touching it. Hmm. But anyway, um, we, so for starters, it became an option. Secondly, when I actually look at, at the cost, it's significantly cheaper to run an electric car. Oh, yes, yes. Once, you, once you've bought it. Significantly. Once you've bought it, it's so significantly cheaper, yeah. yeah. We, we were stoked when we first got the uh, smart cars because we could fill the whole tank for £20. Mm -hmm. And in three years, that's gone up to £35. Okay. Thinking... Sometimes for the four four, some sometimes it's about thirty eight. So yeah. um, I looked. I looked at how much it would be to charge up the uh, electric smart, and it's going to cost us six pounds. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, look... it's just it's just so good. <laughs> but on, on the subject of charging, which is the sort of huge topic when it comes to thinking about owning an electric car, if I remember rightly, you don't have any off street parking. In Hastings. No, so, where so you that live. is a complication. That's a complication for us. Hmm. Um, um, I think one of the difficult things about electric cars is it means planning your journeys better. Yeah. Um, because they, I, I can't remember the exact amount, but I feel like I can't even get to work without having to stop to fill up, without stopping to, to charge up. Hmm. So it would mean planning in a sort of like half an hour stop halfway or something to ch make to charge up to full at a rapid point so it that might mean that it's not suitable to drive to work every week um, but certainly when we were doing longer trips if we were coming to see you for instance we would have to map out at what point we could stop to recharge have a sandwich and a cup of coffee and then carry on so it is it, from you know it's such a progressive thing that I think that the the UK is a little bit behind in terms of charging points and um, especially for people that don't have off road parking or you know access to a charging point on their street. But I think that it's become going to become more and more common, and I think that things are only going to improve. And one of the best things you can do in terms of like fighting like um the environmental crisis is, is to get an electric car so we just thought we thought it was worth the struggle not the struggle it was worth relearning how to do this um in order to make that impact on the environment that positive impact so your electric smart car that's coming uh what range does it have what does that mean how far is it 60 miles yeah like 60 miles 60 miles, that's nothing. I know. <laughs> that's a very low range. So Maybe my... it's a bit more than that, but I don't think it's much more. Well, can we not, can you not Google it? What the actual one I'm you're getting? I'm doing it. I mean, while you're doing that, let me tell you that the Tesla Model 3 that we own um, has a range of, fully charged, has a range of 340 miles. Uh, the stated range of the car is always subject to the way you drive it, though, uh, because you, I wouldn't get 340 going 70 miles an hour plus on the motorway. Uh, it's going to be a lot less than that. So that's sort of a mixture of some fast driving and some city-type, towny driving. 
electric cars are the opposite of fossil fuel cars in as much as they do better range-wise uh, when they are driving uh, in towns and cities and when there's a lot of braking. But it's the absolute opposite with a fossil fuel car. It wants uh, fossil it fuel cars. Miles. So 60 miles, that is actually a very, very low range. Yeah, but, but you know, there's no, we would have no chance of getting a Tesla. No, but there are a lot of cars that are, are not Teslas. I mean, you can get the, um, the BMW i3 has a range of about 150 miles or more. Yeah, but we're with Mercedes Benz. So right. like I said, if we if we came if we left Mercedes Benz, the amount of money we would have to pay them because this is how they get keep you in. Yeah, no, no, I understand. You know. I understand that you're in a bit of a leasing trap. Yeah, <laughs> car leasing trap. We are indeed. Yeah, um, but you know what? We we talked about it and we decided that it was time for us to be more considerate of using public transport. You know, because I am. Um, we, we've definitely fallen into a bit of a, you know, it's convenient to, to just get the car because it's, you know, more comfortable or whatever. And actually, public transport's really good down here. Um, mm -hmm. So we, we want to try and use public transport more and then just use the car when we have the freedom to, you know, make stops and fill up and stuff like that. Okay. Well, you'll definitely, I think, want to, when you next, when you first go on your long, first long journey, you'll probably want to have a chat with me because I have a lot of experience um, of electric car driving. I've been driving an electric car for five years. Um, and uh, when I started, like you, I had no off-street parking because Kiki and I live in a, uh, lived in a flat in Kensington uh, on the first, second and third floors. Uh, there was no way to dangle a lead out the window and across uh, the Gloucester Road. Actually, though, there are a lot of people who are doing that and the local authorities don't seem to be minding. You know, you can put, you can get these safety things that go across the pavement so people don't trip up. They're not strictly, you know, legal, I suppose, but lawful, I should say. But, but I think that local authorities, as long as it doesn't cause a nuisance or a tripping hazard, I think they're probably okay with it they might just turn a blind eye um and you might be able to do that because you can park right outside your house can't you yeah we can and uh but the only problem is is the the installation cost is 500 pounds which probably is worth it um and those spaces are outside our house are you know regularly available well, yeah, it, it shouldn't cost you it shouldn't cost you that because there's a government grant available of 350 pounds um, so it shouldn't cost you 500 pounds uh, at all. Um, you, you can certainly get it done for less than that. I'm actually having a second electric charger installed tomorrow. Um, oh, well, so, that, so that we can, well, actually there's, it's a, it's a hypervolt for anyone who's interested. They're very doing very well, the hypervolt brand, but it enables you to do all kinds of clever things. Like it, we can, we can charge our car just purely from free electricity from our solar panels. It, it, we can we can tell it that we only want to charge the car when we're getting free electricity, so um, that's that's why we're getting that one installed. Also, to have one actually on the outside of the house rather than in the garage is it, it gives us another because we have you know we have Brad and we have people coming to visit us with electric cars, so having a second one and one that they can access outside is useful. But let, but when I when I didn't have I didn't have that when we first looked at getting an electric car we did get a BMW i3 it had a range of 
uh, in those days about 100 miles really um they they think they advertised 120 but it was in reality it was 100 uh not great um we didn't have home charging as i've said so i started out by charging it uh in for free in sains in a sainsbury's supermarket in kensington uh which at the beginning of this journey was actually easy to do um as long as i was there early in the morning i could grab one of the two pod point chargers uh i'd have my um my blue python cable with me which is enables you to charge from a seven kilowatt charger which is the same as you would have at home and i get free juice uh, and that so that obviously was amazing uh, so I did that for a long time, but that those two free charges got busier and busier, and also that they got to a point where they weren't very reliable in terms of when they were working. So we started. Um, well, we used a, a, a network uh, in London, but it was very expensive. Was it called Source London? I think it was called. They were very expensive, and they kept putting their charges up. Um, uh, but then they started installing charges into the lampposts. The local authorities started putting charges in the lampposts, and that was a total game changer. And they're doing that in many local authority areas across the country. Those are great. If you can get your local authority to put the lamppost charges in. Do you have lampposts on your street? Yep. So if, they, if you can get them to do that, it, um, the, the company that, put, that manages that, or the one that we w worked with was Ubertricity, a German company, and it really worked well, and it and it wasn't it wasn't terribly expensive. A lot more than charging at home. Um, but charging at home is just so great. I mean, obviously it's great because you 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 pay the lowest cost that you pay you can pay for your electricity if you, if you can do it at home. And every morning you have a, a, a full car. You know, you just literally plug it in. You have a full car. You never have to go to a, a petrol or diesel station ever again. Um, which, is, which is really brilliant. Uh, so now that we live in the country and we are able to have a, you know, a, a drive and a garage and, and two chargers, it really is fantastic. So we, we, we went from the I3 to our Hyundai Kona, which had a fabulous range. The Hyundai Kona had a, a range of, I think it was about 300. I think it was, it was close to the Teslas, if I remember rightly. And that was a that was absolutely brilliant. But what's the really great thing about a Tesla? Well, there are lots of great things about a Tesla because Teslas are just phenomenal electric cars. The great thing, though, apart from them being a phenomenal phenomenal electric car, is the supercharger network. Because what was terribly, really, really frustrating in the um, BMW i3 and then the Kona was that, like you'd get to a motorway service station where you knew that there was a rapid charger. So a rapid charger, the, the basic ones will charge at 50, uh, 50 to 55 kilowatt. That, that, that's, that they'll be charging at that rate. Whereas your home charger is, se your home charger is seven kilowatts. Um, I think an ordinary plug, you know, the plug that comes with the car is three kilowatts, which you can use, by the way, you don't have to buy, buy, have a store, a uh, uh, especially for 60 miles, you could plug it in with a 13 amp plug, which comes with the, with the, uh, with the, um, the basic charger that you'll get with the car. Um, so, but, the, but we would get to a service station and either it would be broken 
and so you couldn't get a charge. Or a car would have just arrived there and they've got like 45 minutes worth of charging to do. You know, so you so that's a real real pain. But with, with the Tesla, you go to uh, motorway service stations or wherever the Tesla superchargers are and they're all over the place. And you've got like eight, nine, sometimes 12 of them right next door to each other, all in one area. These uh, And only Teslas are allowed to use them. So you can see the advantage of that. that that's, that's the real attraction of a Tesla is they have their supercharger network and they're all over Europe. So, because one of the things we want to do is to be able to drive across France, drive to places like Spain, the Alps, places like that. And you can do that. So that's what, you know, like, as you said, the, you think it's going to get better and better. And I think you're right, but it's going to take a, quite a long time. So really, your, your electric smart is going to be pretty much a local car, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a challenge, that's for sure. But I feel like it's, um, a, po it's a positive step. Well, uh, there's nothing like driving an electric car. You, you, it's, did, you try, did you test drive it? No. Because you haven't test drive it. Well, it's completely different driving. It's silent, isn't it? It's silent, um, which is great, but you get instant power so you know the, the car just goes like a all electric cars just go like rockets from start you know they're they're, they're so fast because they have instant torque um so that's great but also they have this thing called regenerative braking so when you e ease back on the accelerator it doesn't just coast it actually will stop the car Rather like, like, rather like a Dodgem, a, a, you know, a Dodgem car at a fairground. Mm. Uh, so you actually need to use the brakes very, very little. You, I hardly ever use the brake. I hardly ever touch the brake. Interesting. So that that really it, weird relearning how to drive. Yeah, you, 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 I mean, they're easy to drive, but it, but it does take some re readjustment of your mindset, you know, and. and mm. I think you'll love it. Well, we'll we shall find out, and I'll have to do a review. Yeah, you should do. Yeah, you should. You should definitely report back and tell us. I will. Uh, so, so, what do people have since this is a cross generational talk? Um, I, I can tell you that I obviously, you know, I live in Elmley Castle, and it's large. You know, the lot there's quite a lot of retired people here. I wouldn't say that there is a lot of interest in electric cars at all. Um, we're, we're a rarity in this village. I mean, there's a, there's a, I think there's maybe one other test, maybe one, two other Teslas. Um, but uh, people, you know, people are interested in it, but they, in the sense that, oh, that's a novelty, that that thing doesn't make any noise. Um, but... There's very little interest in actually acquiring one, and there are some and there are some real die-hard skeptics who don't believe in them, who say that you know it's going to bring the whole power net grid down, and um, you know that sort of thing. Uh, and there's lots of rubbish, like they they pollute the atmosphere more than fossil burning vehicles do, which is just completely complete nonsense. Uh, but uh, what do your generation think? Are you, your generation really on board with EVs? They don't, as far as I'm aware, like no, none of my friends have one. No one's talking about it. I think that it just see, it just feels very inaccessible. Yeah. Um. So I think that 
people probably like me are just assuming they can't afford one and that they're lucky to have a car anyway because I actually don't have many driving friends. I would yeah. say that I'm in the minority um, because normally you'll have like a group of five mates and one person in, in the in the group will be able to drive and they'll become the designated driver for life. <laughs> that yeah. seems to be like quite normal. Um, yeah, I mean, because Tom, Tom, my husband doesn't drive. Um, and I've got my best friend doesn't drive, you know. In fact, out of my friend, my really close friendship circle, only two of us drive. So I, I just think that it's not something that people think they're going to be able to have at any any point soon. I mean, I was really shocked that we were given such a, uh, an affordable offer it's a, it's a really big generational thing leaving aside the electric car thing part of it um because when i was when i was you know got into driving age which was 17 16 or 17 17 i think i think it was 17 at the time you know i wanted to drive straight away Mm. Um, and to me, when I pass my test, I, d I can't remember a, a feeling of such freedom. Yeah. Suddenly I could go anywhere, you know, didn't have to rely on any, anybody else, didn't have to rely on public transport. And all my friends pretty much felt the same way with a few, very few exceptions. Everybody drove and had a car from leaving school. Some of them had a car before they left school. Uh, so, you know, you're right. I see this all the time with the people that we relocate. They don't get cars. I mean, they live in cities. So, yeah. you know, particularly London is, you know, the, the public transport system is, you know, pretty good. I think that it's, it is quite a privilege to not only own a car and be able to drive, but to learn how to drive, because I think learning how to drive is quite expensive. I mm. mean, I, I learned, I passed my test when I was 25. Um, I did, st I had a bad, I did start learning at 17, but I had a really bad experience with a um, older male driving instructor who used to make me pull over and he put his hand on my knee and then talk to me about the war. And mm. so I'd basically well, aside from being inappropriate, I'd waste the whole of my lesson hearing about, you know, the war. Mm. Um, and so it really put me off. I didn't really think about getting another instructor. I just was like, that was not a fun experience. Um, and then I tried again when I was 25. And that's when I passed. And I got a really amazing driving instructor who was very um, aware of different learning methods. And he could see that I took information in, in a different way. And he he was very thorough with teaching me. I spent a lot of money on lessons, but I was earning pretty well and I was living at home, so I wasn't paying rent. So that was one of the things that I put my money into. I think I did three things. I, I got my teeth fixed. So I had like braces and everything. I bought myself a laptop and I passed my driving test and bought a car. And that's what I did in that three year period of living at home. And um and I did my pass plus as well. And I thought that that was, I can't understand why people don't do their pass plus. It was so good. It like taught me about driving on motorways, driving on really difficult country lanes and just made me a much more confident driver. Mm. I didn't, I've never even heard of that. Um, 
but but it was expensive you know it was you know uh, you, you have to have lessons every week they charge by the hour generally driving lessons are more than an hour long I would often have two hour driving lessons driving lesson sessions um and so yeah I mean and then I paid I bought a second-hand car but it still cost me something like 1500 pounds which was my little black ka which was like a tin can yeah, of wood. Yeah, I remember that. So, so wasn't there anyone at home who could have taught you for nothing? Um, Arthur tried to teach me. Um, he borrowed a, a car. Oh, God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. He borrowed a car off of his niece or nephew, uh, who we, I was good friends with at the time. They didn't need it because of, for, for a reason. It was some, I think it was something like a Vauxhall Corsa. And he tried to take me out, and I hit someone. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I didn't I didn't like crash into someone I was like slowly moving and I like bumper kissed someone but it, I, I it freaked me out so much I was like oh, I can't drive anymore I can't drive and we had to swap seats in the middle and he, he, he I felt think he was like quite like I'm not sure this is going to work and then I think maybe mum I think mum took me out a couple of times and I just they bless them for trying but they just weren't the right option in terms of teaching so mm. I, I I needed a I needed a professional teacher, and I don't regret going spending lots of money on a teacher. It was um. I I think I'm a good driver, and I I owe it to yeah, the you are. Taught me. I think you are. Thank actually, you. actually, Mindy yeah. is Mindy is a good driver too, isn't she? And talking of getting she, back, go on. I was just gonna say, and she learned straight away, like you did. Right. Well, she, um, talking, getting back to our original topic, Mindy called me the other day because she her car um, had a problem and she sort of agreed with me that she needed to think about replacing it um, because it's at a state where she's just going to do nothing else but pour money into it and it's going to keep breaking down anyway. Uh, Hunger junk. And we, she said that she'd been thinking of dri um, driving, uh, buying an electric car and I advised her against doing so. And I think... Even though I'm so in favour of them and passionate about them, it is, you know, dependent on circumstances. I think your circumstances enable you to make this quite big decision uh, and have a very low range car, which is what you're getting. Um, but she couldn't do that. So the, the, the downsides for her are maybe of interest to other people who are thinking of um, electric car driving. Uh, she's a professional photographer. She drives very long distances. She has to, you know, she's driving all the time. She has neither got the money to to pay for something as expensive. I mean, I would say electric cars are outrageously expensive because they should actually cost less than fossil vehicle cars. They have far fewer moving parts. They're basically a go-kart with a body on them. Uh they're very, very expensive for, for one thing, but they're also expensive in time because if you're driving like she does, you know, hundreds of miles at a time, you're going to need to stop to charge and stopping to charge, you're going to probably have to stop to charge for 45 minutes each time, 30 to 45 minutes each time, depending on the type of car that you have. And she's, you know, she's always rushing around and trying to get places. And a lot of people are in that position and it's just not going to work for them until the, the actual charging is much more rapid. 
like 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, that's much more like it. Uh, but we're we're still a long way away from that, unless you can pay 120, 130,000 pounds for a Porsche Taycan or whatever they call it. Uh, so I advised her against it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I think that the difference is, is that we don't do lots of long journeys, you know, and when we have done long journeys, we pretty much always opt for the train. So mm. you know, when I went to go and see Mindy in Cumbria, I got the train rather than, you know, driving all the way up there. Yeah. Um, just because it's much more, it's much more relaxing and it's a very long way. Um but yeah, I mean, it's I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to be a, a learning process, but I think it's something that suits our our, our lifestyle, and um, it would make me feel a lot better about our impact on the planet. So, well, I think that that that's a, a very important thing. But I think our government has got to do a lot more to encourage people like Mindy uh to buy to be to buy cars, and it's it's not nuts to me that they are that they are backpedaling on things like tax incentives and only making the really meaningful tax incentives available to people who are running companies. Uh, I mean, that's the big tax incentive for me because I can buy the car through my company and you can essentially write the whole value of the car off in the first year, the whole purchase price of the value of the car, which is phenomenal. But why aren't they making? Ta why aren't they providing incentives to other people, people like Mindy? You know that's that. that, that it's not fair, and it's, and it's not right. So and also they're reining back. Who are you? Who are you? And what have you done with my dad? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not fair it? that they're giving the big corporations tax breaks. Well, I've never been people. in favour of big big corporations anyway. I've never been like that. I've always been a conservative voter because I believe in. I, I think that they should be supporting small businesses. I th think they should be incentivizing people to run businesses, but they're doing the opposite. It's, you know, they, they tax really, really heavily and they make stupid decisions like this when they want people to go get into electric cars. So they're taking away, you know, they're reducing the, ta the, the grants. Um, they're, they're, they're being meaner on who they allow to have home charges installed. Um, you know, and talking about ending that, um, effectively ending that in April, um, except in limited circumstances, which I think is, uh, I wish I had the details of that, but I don't have those in front of me, but you can look at it on, up on the internet. I think in April, there's a big change there. Um, and they, yeah, they should be making, they should be motivating people with tax breaks and they should also um, be, be giving people who drive electric cars other perks. I mean, things like free parking places, uh, maybe allowing allowing them to use bus lanes, you know, th these are things that other countries have done, and they've been and they've been very successful in incentivizing people to get into electric cars. But it's all disincentive, no, not, not all, but it's largely disincentive for people at the moment. As you say, the, the capital cost of buying or, or leasing the vehicle is much higher than a fossil uh, fuel car, and that can't. How can that make any sense? The other thing is they've got to get on with with getting the infrastructure, the charging infrastructure right. They've got, you know, got to do whatever it takes there to get private companies, incentivize private companies to put in um, charges because the cost of charging is actually quite high. It is less than putting petrol or diesel in your car, um, but it's quite high. It's, it's very high compared with charging at home. So that's what I think.
You've just reminded by me that I think I've got a speeding ticket coming. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I was driving home from London at like 2.30 in the morning last night. And uh, I uh, I think that I, yeah, I think I was like four miles over the speed limit. Four miles? Yeah. And what happened? You got, was you got flashed? Light? I, well, I, 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 it, I think I got flashed, yeah, because... There, there was some works going on behind the cameras and they had flashing lights on them too. So I'm kind of hoping that I was just not with it, but I was, I was in a 40 mile an hour zone going past cameras. And I think I was a little bit over, you know, well, that they just sometimes put them in really annoying places and places that just don't make sense at all. You know, it was like at a, just after a junction. So it was just as you're coming onto the motorway. So it's mm. like people are speeding up to approach the motorway and they've just put it in a really naughty place. Or really effective people for getting people to pay fines. Uh, so Yeah, well, exactly. If you're four miles an hour over the speed limit, you might just be all right. No, they've changed it. They've made it even a mile now. Oh, have they? Well, I, I, I have once had a speeding ticket before, a couple of years ago, and I had to go and do that course. And uh, there was someone literally sat next to me who was one mile over. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I was I was eight miles over or something like that. I was like, I, one mile I deserve over to is be a, here. One mile over is just ridiculous. I mean, there used to be an there used to be an allowance, and now there isn't an allowance. Yeah, I think it was like ten percent. You know, one time. Anyway, we've come to the end of our thirty minutes. So um, oh, wow. yeah, well, thanks for sharing your experience. Well, your experience, your decision, I should say, to buy an electric car, which is very exciting. I look forward to hearing more about it and lease. how you've gone. Lease. Well, lease it, yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. So most yeah, people lease their cars, don't they, in one way or another? Uh, so yeah, let us know about that. And uh, just, I just be very. I'm sure everybody would be very interested to hear about, um, you know, your first impressions when you get the car and how different it is to driving a petrol diesel burning polluting beast so thank you for that um to our dear listeners thank you for sticking with us and listening to our banter uh do join us on our re-educating dad facebook page uh get involved there and uh because we always love to hear from you and uh let us know what you like to hear and what you don't like to hear. Any subjects you want us to chat about, we're very happy to do that. Okay, so uh, for this week, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye.